This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How upset is everybody that their blue check marks are gone on Twitter? If you ask them, not at all. I don't even care. <laughs> you think people are actually upset? I lost my blue check mark yesterday, Jim. I think the people who tweet about how much they don't care about their blue check mark are the ones who care the most. I've seen a lot of people uh, being like, oh, good, good. Who even cares? I'm not paying for it. Anybody who pays for it is stupid. It's like, first off, you're tweeting this out on Twitter. You're clearly obsessed with Twitter. You're clearly validated by your blue check mark. And now that it's gone, you're clearly salty. For influencers, I would agree, maybe. like the, For people who don't have a lot going on in their lives, they might care about losing the blue check mark. But do you think Kim Kardashian really cares? No, no. Those people... Lady Gaga? No, no. But the people with, like, you know, 500 to 10,000 followers are the ones who are the most bitter about it. Hmm. Halle Berry lost hers. Some celebrities have kept their blue uh, check marks, and Elon Musk says he's paying for them. Well, so. I'm telling you, when he got busted, because everybody thought, oh, LeBron James said he's so cheap, he's not going to pay for the blue check mark. But look, he's still got the blue check mark. Same thing with Stephen King. Yeah. He had a blue check mark. He actually tweeted out, my Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I haven't. My Twitter account says I've given a phone number. I haven't. Elon Musk, who is now, this is like the inmate running the asylum here. He tweets back, you're welcome. Namaste. (laughs) He's pretending he's doing them a favor, but really he's just trying to manipulate people into thinking that if, well, if celebrities are doing it, there must be value. I'll I'll pay the money. Stephen King is going to pay the eight bucks. Why wouldn't I pay the eight Mm -hmm. bucks? William Shatner as well. LeBron, as you mentioned, a couple of notables who Elon has kindly paid for. Mm Mm-hmm. They're blue check marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is. You do have some features. Like if you were, let's say, CNN, and a lot of your business is driven through clicks through Twitter to get traffic to your website, there are some values that I think the blue check mark can give you, analytics-wise and some other things. There's a couple features you get if you subscribe if, to Twitter Blue if, that you don't get on normal Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a value there other than just validating yourself. Yeah. but Mostly vanity, though, for a lot of people. Not for CNN, but for the guy with 200 followers, 100%. I, I just love the, the thought that there were people out there who celebrated when they could subscribe and start paying for a blue check. Oh, I can finally get that blue check mark I've always wanted. Now there's no difference between me and Stephen King. It's not a real thing. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but it is a psychological trick. It, and it was before Elon took over. Like, like literally putting a blue check mark next to somebody's hey, name really makes them feel like they're better than everybody. When we got our blue check marks, we were like, hey, well, we got our blue check marks. We were pretty excited about it. Yeah, it, well, it puts you in a different cat. Like, you can literally respond to the celebrities directly. So it, it's like a psychological trick on people. It, it's a class system almost. Now does this mean that we can respond to any celebrities who don't have blue check marks? Shouldn't we be sliding into Kim Kardashian's DMs? I don't know. And then if any, if I tweet out anything inappropriate, I could say, "Oh, it's not me. I was hacked. See, no blue check mark. Somebody's a fake account." Yeah, that was that was a a fraudulent account. Yeah, not me. Clone account. Um, So, if your blue check mark is gone, condolences. If you now have a blue check mark, uh, enjoy paying eight dollars a month. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Crazy story out of Pearson Airport. There were reports that thieves pulled off a heist and stole $20 million 
worth of gold. I love gold. $20 million hmm. worth of gold, Jim. I didn't know that much gold moved through airports, but if you're if it's going somewhere, it's got to travel there somehow. There's a lot of valuable stuff that moves through airports, and Peel Regional Police are investigating after $20 million worth of gold and other, other high-value items were stolen from a holding cargo facility at Pearson International Airport. Uh, once cargo was offloaded at a holding facility, subsequent to its arrival, the high-value container was removed by illegal means. Our goal is to solve the theft according to police. I mean, it must have been a carefully planned execution here because there's got to be cameras everywhere. It's impossible to get into the airport without clearance. This is a like an Ocean's Eleven. I know we've said that before, but this is crazy. You always have to have a man on the inside. First, somebody... Start looking there. 100%. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, Peel Police. Who has access to the flight manifest? Yeah, like, I mean... Is there not cameras everywhere, too? Like, I wonder how much evidence they have. Any employees that were recently laid off? Uh, Any guy with a bunch of uh, gold teeth coming to work on Monday (laughs) out of nowhere? Who's been walking around with a briefcase with a small camera-sized hole in the side of it? (laughs) Case in the joint. Or a large hat. A (laughs) A suspiciously large hat. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even need to have a large hat anymore. Cameras are pretty small now. True, tiny. <laughs> Could be a lapel. But what a heist. It really is. It's like an Ocean's Eleven, or um, it reminds me a lot of Goodfellas. Like, this was the oh, plot yeah. of Goodfellas, right? They, totally. And it was based on a true story. They, uh-huh. they stole millions and millions of dollars from the uh, the airport in New York. Yeah. I I hate criminals, not a fan, but I am I'm I'm so curious. I, I will we ever find out cuz when it, when somebody pulls something off like this, they don't want anybody to know the method so that other people don't get any similar ideas. Of course they're going to get caught, Jim, when they start buying fur coats and luxury watches. <laughs> Tommy, I thought I told you not to spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Ray Liotta faked his own death? To pull off one to last pull off heist? one last oh, airport heist? Would. If only. $20 million worth of gold and other items stolen from Toronto Pearson Airport. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Earlier today, we had this idea, and I'd like to explore it a little bit more. Yesterday was 420. Today's the day after. Why don't we call it Hot Boxing Day? Huh? And There's I'm nothing... going to take it I'm going to take it a step further, Jim. Yeah. Why aren't there Hot Boxing Day sales at all the dispensaries across the country? 100%. What a missed opportunity. It's just like Christmas or Easter when you go in and a day after Easter all the the chocolate eggs are on sale or Halloween candy the day yeah, after yeah. Halloween. Hot Boxing Day sales should be a thing. A hundred percent. Edibles on sale. You got the doobies, the joints, 
the vape cartridges. A hundred percent. Two for one. And then you should also go. You should also be able to go to Leon's and get a deal on a couch if you just want to sit on the couch all day for Hot Boxing Week. You know, <laughs> Hot Boxing Week. Now yeah. we've uh, we've yeah, already yeah. expanded it, like sure. they have with all the other big sales. Exactly. <laughs> so, Black Friday week. Hot Boxing Day has been a thing for about two hours, yeah. but we've already moved it into an entire yeah. week. Yeah, capitalism. <laughs> You could have snack foods on sale for Hot Boxing Week. <laughs> the thing is, the, the reason why we get discounts on the Easter stuff is because it looks weird on a shelf after Easter's yeah. over. But the 420 branded stuff, 420 happens twice a day every day. True. So it's never expired. Yeah, the, the demand goes down on the other stuff. I have a feeling, especially when Hot Boxing Day lands on a Friday, there's still probably going to be some demand at dispensaries. Big time. <laughs> Here he is in all his glory, Mr. I guarantee the Leafs are going to win game two. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. You know it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of that, huh? Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) I can't complain. Uh, after that first goal, did you feel pretty confident that your prediction was correct, Dev? Well, I, well, I did tell a couple people that I guaranteed on the radio that they were going to win, and they questioned my sanity. <laughs> so I felt real good after that first goal. Felt even better after the second goal. And once that third goal came, then that was when things started to really like kind of set in. Maybe a little nervous when Tampa got their first goal, made it a two-goal lead for Toronto. Yeah, once Tampa made it 3-1, you kind of felt like, okay, whoever scores the next goal is going to take this. Because if Tampa makes it 3-2, you could see Toronto plays tight. They start thinking about themselves again, and they blow the lead. But if Toronto scores, which they did, they take firm control of the game, and they cruise, which is what happened. Prediction for Game 3? I am not guaranteeing anything other than a super emotional game. Like The key for Game 3 is going to be staying out of the penalty box. Both these teams have really good power plays. They were showing a lot of times on the broadcast last night just how good historically Tampa Bay's power play has been. And we saw near the end of the game, it just degraded into they had a couple fights. It was getting chippy. It's going to be extremely emotional on Saturday night. So for the Leafs to win this one, they have got to control their emotions. They have got to stay out of the penalty box because the temptation will be there. I like this guy in the yellow sweater whose video is going around. Have you seen this guy? No. No. He seems to be like the new dart guy. I don't know, the super fan who's yelling at all the Tampa Bay players in the, in the, in the box. They, the Leafs fans were fired up last night. Yellow sweater man. Yellow I'll keep sweater my eyes guy. Yeah. For him. It was a bit unusual. We don't have a, a long history of the fans really kind of going at it with uh, lightning players, like to the point where they were a little bit worried that one of the fans might go over, it seemed, uh, the glass. They were last that night. aggressive, huh? They were extremely aggressive. But again, it's like the guys who were in the box at the time, in particular, Corey Perry, like he is just the all time adjunct. Agitator right now for Leaf fans. Let's call him the best value player in the NHL, though. What a deal Tampa has on Corey Perry. He is involved in so many plays, whether you think he's a dirty player or not. He's scoring goals as well. Like this guy, for what they are are giving him as an annual salary, 
performing above and beyond. 100%. You know, even though that whole fourth line, Pat Maroon, Corey Perry, in the lead-up to the playoffs, the fourth line for Tampa was, you know, kind of so-so. They weren't playing all that great. But the fourth line has been one of these storylines for through the first two games of this series. So Corey Perry, Pat Maroon showing their experience so far in the first two games. Hockey night in Canada, Saturday night, game three in Tampa. Ka-ka! The Taz and Jim Podcast. Yellow shirt guy getting a lot of attention on the Leafs broadcast last night. It was it was a blowout for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leaf fans were riled up. And this guy was taking it out on one of the Tampa players in the penalty box. What was the story, Jim? Because you brought this up earlier. Yeah, uh, there was a, a bunch of scrums late in the game. And just the, the seats right beside the Tampa Bay penalty box, there was a guy with a bright yellow sweater who kept on banging on the window, or sorry, kept on banging on the glass. At one point, allegedly, he was trying to climb over the glass to and fight into the, the player? penalty box. Real Ty Domi <laughs> moment. And, and then there's some other video of people in different seats taking video of him saying security is now escorting this gentleman out of the building. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to stand out when you're in a room full of people wearing blue and white and you're wearing the brightest yellow sweatshirt. <laughs> Could that, that be you a bigger own? heat score? Yes. So, I mean, we were all watching the Canadian broadcast and hearing the Toronto Maple Leaf announcers we're all used to, but now this video is surfing of the Toronto of the uh, Tampa Bay feed down in Florida and what their announcers were saying about the situation. Now there's activity by the Lightning penalty box. They the Lightning you got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy. Is that a guy with long hair? I can't tell. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> You've got a fat woman with long, or a guy with long hair yapping down wow, there. bold. Yeah. Things are a little different down there in Florida. <laughs> I believe that was Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Who is this fat woman? Shockingly, it wasn't even an American. I mean, maybe dual citizen, but this was Canadian hockey legend Phil Esposito, apparently. He's part of the Tampa Bay organization. Right, he brought yeah. the team down there. He does the broadcast. That was Phil Esposito. <laughs> There's activity by the Lightning penalty box. They think the Lightning are right, upset with some of the fans over there. you got a fat woman who's yapping like crazy. Is that a guy with long hair? I can't tell. He must feel pretty untouchable. We've got Sean on the phone. How you doing, Sean? Uh, I'm doing all right today. Okay. Uh, We got a text message on Wednesday morning, so after the Tuesday night uh, blowout, lightning over the Leafs, it says, Hey, Taz and Jim, Sean here. I'm a paused Leafs fan. Burned my jersey in 2021. Don't care now. Let's face facts. The Leafs are done. Last night proves they have no pride. You don't win a cup until you learn to play with pride. Is that you, Sean? That's me. Okay. I want to play something for you here, okay? Listen to this. Rodano unable to get a shot away, and this one goes in the books. Four power play goals and a four-goal win for the Tampa Bay Lightning.
two questions for you, Sean. Uh, was that playing with enough pride for you? And is the pause over? Are you a Leaf fan again? I can answer it with one answer that covers it all. I'll reflect back when the Leafs were playing the Montreal Canadiens yeah. and they got up 3-1 to one after falling down one nothing in that series. They dominated that entire division that year and should have romped to the Stanley Cup. After game six of that series, when they lost their second game in a row and it's game 3-3, three, three, I had a Toronto Maple Leafs t-shirt on and I took it off and I burned it. I still have the remains of it hanging in my garden shed. I could actually send you the picture. Please do. Or I, I swore on that day, I will never trust the Leafs again until they win one complete playoff series. So, so yeah, the pause is still on. Whoa. The pause is still on. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Here we go. One more round to wrap the week up here with Taz and Jim. It's a good move. You're not That's a good move. Our contestant, top of the mountain in Hamilton, it's Quentin. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm now on my way down the mountain. He'll be coming down the mountain when he comes. Yeehaw! Here she comes! <laughs> Speaking of which, wrestling move or sex move is the game. Jim's going to give you the name of something here. You tell us whether or not it is a move they pull off in the wrestling ring or something you pull off in the bedroom. <laughs> Again, these... Can, uh, we pull a, uh, yeah. can we pull a bonus question and say uh, coming down the mountain is, in fact, a sex move? <laughs> I, I guarantee yeah, it is. For sure. Yeah. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. It involves Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, Jim, what is the first one for Quentin here? Happy scissors. Happy scissors. Is that a wrestling move or a sex move? I'm going to say wrestling move. I'm sorry. Not a good start. No, this is a sex move that gives you access to the erogenous zones down the legs and feet. Okay, rough start. Next one here, wrestling move or sex move. Bronco buster. Bronco buster. Okay, let's let's continue with re- wrestling move. You got it. Popularized yeah. by X-Pac in the Attitude Era. It's when the guy's in the turnbuckle corner sitting on on the ground. The guy comes in and kind of jumps on his face. <laughs> Looks awful. <laughs> also sounds like it could be a sex move. Truly. <laughs> but it is a wrestling move. You're correct. Next okay. one. Okay. Camel clutch. <laughs> Camel clutch. Wrestling move or sex move? Well, if I can think of anything to do with a camel and a woman, I'm going to say sex move. I'm sorry. You should have been thinking of the iron Yes. He'll make you humble when he reaches down to pull the opposing wrestler's face back as he sits on his back. Okay. You're uh, you're one out of three. You only got one right. You need these next two. You need to get them correct to win, okay? All right. Wrestling move or sex move, the arrival Wrestling move or sex move, The Arrival. I, it just sounds so sexual. 
I'm gonna go sex move. I'm sorry. That's no. when the uh, wrestler no. lifts their opponent and gives them a slam after turning them 180 degrees in the air. Oh boy. Okay, we're feeling generous. It's a Friday, so if you can get this last one, if you really? can just get this last one. I was thinking we were gonna hang up on him. Oh yeah. I was picturing this is like wrestling where the ref got hit in the face with a chair. Okay. And you know the what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He didn't see those we didn't first four. See the first four answers. You get this one right now that he's regained consciousness, and you're a winner, Quentin. Okay. Wrestling move or sex move? Pushing tush. <laughs> Pushing tush. Okay. Sex move. You got it, brother. Oh, but lovers rejoice. Figure the rest oh, of it yeah. out. A little push, push in the tush, huh? <laughs> push, push in the tush. Congratulations, you're going to see some wrestling at First Ontario Centre. Four yes. tickets coming your way. AEW All Elite Wrestling's Hamilton debut, Dynamite Rampage at the First Ontario Centre, June 28th. Tickets are on sale now at allelitewrestling.com.